When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Why are you here today? Darling, I want my gay rights now. I think it's about time the gay brothers and sisters got their rights, and especially the women. <laughs> how, how will this affect you and your job? Darling, I don't have a job. I'm on welfare. I have no intention of getting a job as long as this country discriminates against homosexuals. There's only homosexuals, bisexuals, and trisexuals, darling. And there's no straight people. Betches Media presents... Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I'm someone's daughter. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Suck Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Suck Podcast, where Twitter meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. The clip you heard today at today's opener was Marsha P. Johnson in 1973 demanding her rights and admonishing the fact that the United States of America did not give gay people rights. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today in 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot has changed, but a lot still needs to happen. That's faux show. Yeah. It's been really weird surfacing these clips because I mean, this happens every time you look into history, but you just realize how little has changed and how the same things apply, like by like verbatim in this Mm -hmm. moment. Mm hmm. Today, the United States is fast approaching a very grim milestone. 500,000 people in the U.S. have died of COVID. We're expected to top that number today. I've seen um, some models say we already topped it. The point is half a million people have died in the past year. By the time we get into February or March, one full year of the pandemic, we will almost certainly have had a death a minute, which... Makes me think, good thing there's not a classic American musical about another virus that made us all extremely familiar with just how many minutes and deaths that is. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I I was like, oh, what is she? When I was reading the outline, I I was like, I saw a mention of like, like, I was like of that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly how many minutes there are in a year. Thank you to rent. Right. Um, And, you know, that I have been thinking a lot about the HIV epidemic and pandemic. you know, because of this, and it really is just s- staggering. Um, I mean, it's, we, I guess we're talking a lot about like, you know, discrimination and inequality today, mm-hmm. but you know, like how disproportionately, you know, the people who are, who die in both of these horrible things are minorities. And yeah. it's just, it's, 
it, it it takes like obviously a lot of people like white people are dying obviously but it takes it took that it took that to the, the, to be the case in right, terms of covid to to- or it had to be like white straight people to get sick as well for mm-hmm. them to care um as yeah. opposed to the the aids epidemic where and the hiv epidemic where it took years and millions of people had to die it's really i don't know <laughs> yeah. sorry that was it's grim, sad, no it's like a yeah. sad ass day i don't know what to yeah. do like ugh, and, and also five weeks ago like five weeks ago it was four hundred thousand, and I it's know. it's the i think that's what's also kind of staggering about it too is how fast how fast it ramped up mm-hmm. because it, it really did and how detached we all are from it. I mean, yeah. we're not out and about like experiencing life because of the way this pandemic is literally discriminating against people. Like, I don't know a lot of people who this has touched personally. I, I obviously look at the numbers and I, I know how big it is, but it just feels so abstract and like, I feel yeah. so powerless. I mean, we are, we are powerless. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's um, I think the like I think you posted it on the step over the weekend that the, that dotted thing that Washington Post had, it was oh like my a graphic God. Yeah, to New York like Times. show, or it was the New York Times, and the Washington Post had another one where it was mm-hmm. like, if all these people were like on a bus and just like trying to quantify it, it's just impossible. It's, it's impossible. impossible. It's all the people that live in Atlanta or Kansas City. Apparently, it's such a mm-hmm. large sum of people. As a result of so many people dying during this pandemic in this country, overall life expectancy in the U.S. has dropped a full year. You can't overstate how crazy this is. This does not really happen in modern times. It did happen between 2014 and 2015, and it went down by about 0.2 years. And it was mayhem and such a cause for concern and freaked everybody out. Um, And this is a full year. So on average, the life expectancy in the U.S. has dropped from 78.8 to 77.8. And the COVID-19 pandemic is the driving factor for that. The declines are even more devastating for people of color. Between 2019 and part of 2020, the average life expectancy dropped 2.7 years for Black people in this country and 1.9 years for Hispanic people. On average, life expectancy for white people decreased 0.8 years. Oh, gosh, that is... As you were talking about the the AIDS epidemic and why it took so long to care, and it's like, why can't we get our heads around this number? How could we have possibly let it get this bad? And I'm sure people of color know the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. Like, that's such a fucking huge discrepancy. A year, up to three years. That is almost two whole years more black black people basically are like their life expectancy dropped than white people. It's shameful. Two it's so whole shameful. Years in one year. That is uh, is atrocious. Yeah. It's just the type of thing that seems like you would learn about on a, on like an episode of You're Wrong About about this yeah. abominable. Like how how could that possibly have have happened and. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, it illustrate, I think like, I think we talked about this a lot in the pandemic and it throughout, like how the pandemic has heightened so many things of like the issues and especially now it's really heightened the, the discrepancies in life expectancy and the medical treatment that white people get compared to other minority groups. It's really bad. It's, you know, and really, yeah. It's undeniable I mean, at this point. Yeah. It's completely undeniable. 
So what's the solution? We say it all the time, vaccination and masking. Um, the administration continues to ramp up mass vaccination efforts. They're sending millions of doses to try to catch up for lost time during last week's winter storms. Of course, a lot of people were scheduled to get theirs and they did not. Um, I'm sure people saw these pictures of like students maybe at a university in Austin, like thousands of them lined up because the doses were about to expire nearby and they needed to go into some arms. Oh, wow. But there's still a lot of issues with accessibility. A lot of places don't have like a Walgreens or a CVS, really. Like a lot of rural communities in this country, they only have a Walmart. And the administration is realizing that. And they're doing a lot more to get doses to those rural communities. Mm-hmm. We're seeing about 1.5 million doses administered a day. And Fauci said on CNN this weekend that he'd like to see it over 2 million. I was talking to friends over the weekend because there are also stats where like a shockingly high amount of people are not, don't want it or would not yeah. get it tomorrow. And these people just aren't in my orbit. So it's so shocking when I hear this, mm-hmm. do you know people or know people who know people that feel this way? Like, well, what do so they say? One of my friends who we, I, me and Antonio actually got brunch with yesterday. Um, he has uh, been fully vaccinated at this point. He is a, uh, he's like a teacher and a caretaker for his parents. Um, and he talked about this. He went in to get his vaccination at a hospital and he was like, oh, have, like he was asking the person who was like doing like the, the, the nurse who was administering and like checking people. And he's like, oh, have you gotten your vaccine yet? Like, how was it? And she's like, oh, I'm not getting it. He's like, I, I don't want to get it. And he's like, but you're in this you're giving the vaccine, like, like yeah. and he, and so like he was like, it's, but it's apparent like uh, there there are people who just are like, no, I don't want it. And I'm and they just, just like. Don't- I mean, of course, obviously people of color and specifically black people have reason to be um, suspicious of the medical community and there's a trustworthiness issue there. And so that is a big part of it, but that doesn't account for all of it, given the statistics, like that doesn't, there's no way that accounts for the numbers I'm seeing. And I was talking to friends about it and it's a lot of like, sounds like what you were saying. People just don't trust it. They're like, it was too fast. It took, I didn't take long enough. It's like, why do you think we gave it to the president? I just I know on television. And that's like, that's the thing. It's like, I think it also highlights the danger of, you know, disinformation. And we, we've been talking about anti-vaxxers for years. Um, and you know, that clip I recently saw that it's, it's really fucked up, but it's really funny. <laughs> Of, do you remember that woman who said she had the flu vaccine and it made her walk strange? Yes. And she would like walk like her, oh, like she God, like, couldn't yeah. move. Yeah. And then they did like an investigation and it turned out she was completely lying mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's they, like one like, person says that and then it's like everybody, nobody follows exactly. up to see how the story yeah. ended. Um, and so I think it's just like we're like seeing that as a, as the repercussions of, you know, yeah. years of, you know, disinformation and, you know, fucking, you know, the, the, the people not right. the people who provide the information, not saying it's wrong. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And we have we already know media literacy like sucks in this country, but it yeah. turns out that doesn't just matter. We were talking about like people don't vote for people that actually like enact policies in their interest. It's also people just they see one thing on Facebook, they yeah. get nervous. Like this happened with the fertility thing. They never followed up to see where it ended. And people just have that and they all, a friend of mine said, she's talked to some people that feel that way. And they all start there. They all start what they're about to say with, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but. Yeah. And it's like, I think we should, I'm trying to think of how 
I think we should ask those people if you know them to like work through the logical conclusion of what they're suggesting because it's like, okay, you don't think it's safe. You don't think it's something that we should be having. Then why did they give it to the president? Then you're forcing that person to say, well, maybe they didn't. Then it's like, okay, well, now you're sounding like a crazy conspiracy theorist. It's like people don't actually take their doubts all the way through to realize how crazy they are. They just Mm -hmm. like are, but I, I just don't understand why there's no, where's the just fucking humanity? Yeah. Also, just like, where's the line where you drop, you stop believing in science? Where is the line? Like, right. Like, why are you taking antibiotics when you have a cold why, or like you have a virus? Why are you going to the doctor when you feel sick? Like, why aren't you putting leeches on your skin like to mm-hmm. treat something like it just it, it just it, that's just what frustrates me so much about all of these conversations, especially too. I'm like, why are you picking and choosing the science mm-hmm. it's like religion too it's yeah. like <laughs> on a grand scheme why are you picking and choosing the parts that you want to believe in and not the parts that you don't it's like don't don't use your inhaler don't take your insulin like i don't know like if you don't yeah. want like it, it, you can't if you're gonna believe it you should believe it exactly you know, I, otherwise so. otherwise you are an anti-vaxxer which is a person who is like peddling incorrect dangerous theories without information there's no difference yeah, I, yeah. I, it just makes me so because obviously, like I said, the proportion of people of color it does not account for all of the people that are rejecting yes. this. So I, we get people in the DMs like, how do I, how do I tell people? It's like there's so much evidence. I, I tweeted about this on sub. It's like I feel like where people are projecting their own imposter syndrome on the vaccine. It's like, well, it took a year. Like, how can it really be that good? Like, mm-hmm. is it really that good? Can we really take it? It's like, don't know. Treat the vaccine like you're like talking to your best friend who's very qualified for a job but refused to apply because she doesn't think yes. she's good enough. Like, no, the evidence is there. Look at the evidence. That's how I get myself out of like an anxiety spiral. You look at the evidence and it also, tells you that things are all okay. Also, I know like obviously the, these people are doctors and scientists and they're doing it to be doctors and scientists, but don't they don't like, I think like bringing up the idea of like the incentive of money as well. It's like Mm. they know if they are able to make this vaccine as quick as possible, they are going to get so much fucking money. Totally. I would be like, if the capitalist in me is like, oh, I believe that. And they don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. They have to get it right. They have to get it right to get all their monies. So like nobody wants to be responsible for like making the bad vaccine. There's no way. And these are also people that tend to be like, anti-regulation Republicans, or it's like, you Uh know, like their dads are, you know, and it's like, they (laughs) took away part of the regulation to make this happen faster. Like that should Mm -hmm. be your reason for not liking it, but then you don't apply your values consistently. So I guess- Look who has has stock in it and then believe in it. And then (laughs) decide if you believe in it. Exactly. Um, My question is, so if you think like, I know we're gonna talk about Dr. Fasher's gonna talk about like what's gonna happen in the future. Yeah. But do you think like maybe years from now, is it going to be a big deal? Like, like we get the flu shot every year. We're probably going to get the COVID shot every year. I wonder if people like, like how much do we have to convince people every single year to get the COVID shot? I wonder, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. I'm just curious to see how that goes. I feel like nobody is generally reluctant to get a flu shot other than no. you're just lazy and people don't yeah. bother. But this seems to have a different people is tinged with like suspicion. And yeah, if, if it turns out that we have to vaccinate people repeatedly over their lifetimes, um, I mean, on the other hand, it could prove it's like, what do you think you know? We vaccinated <laughs> millions of millions of people across the globe. And you think yeah. that the government managed to find people that got sick and like suppressed them and isn't, no, 
stop it yeah well it's also like the the news will like like highlight someone who already got like their first shot or even their second shot and they yeah. got covid and it's like yes 95 percent. <laughs> it's like but they're probably not going to die in the hospital and need a ventilator because they got the vaccine because it also even if you get sick it can it'll lessen the Mm-hmm. how sick you get right it makes it just like a common cold which that yeah. person I would, everybody would much rather have a common cold yes we all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day i'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs but ever since i switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros i've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin yes But beyond that, too, since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great. It looks fancy on the shelf. And I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So Dr. Fauci said over the weekend that given the vaccine rollout, even if it picks up, masks could be part of our reality until 2022. Let's listen. Why do you think Americans might have to wear masks into 2022? You know, because it depends on the low, on the level of 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 of, uh, of dynamics of virus that's in the community, and that's really important, because that gets back to something again that you said. If you see the level coming down really, really very low, I want it to keep going down to a baseline that's so low that there's virtually no threat, or not no, it'll never be zero, but a minimal, minimal threat that you will be exposed to someone who is infected. So if you combine getting most of the people in the country vaccinated with getting the level of of virus in the community very, very low, then I believe you're going to be able to say, you know, for the most part, we don't necessarily have to wear masks. But if we have a level of virus 
that is at that level that it was months and months ago, like 20,000 per day is a heck of a lot better than what it's been. But that's still very high level of virus in the mm. community. I want to see it go way down. When it goes way down and the overwhelming majority of the people in the population are vaccinated, then I would feel comfortable in saying, you know, we need to pull back on the masks. We don't need to have masks. Mm. I wanted to play that one because the people that don't seem to be in a rush to get a vaccine, it's like people keep saying, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? It doesn't, it's not a matter of time. It's not a matter of, oh, in this many months, simply because the time has passed. It's a matter of people getting vaccinated. That's mm -hmm. what's going to end this. So if you are participating in like anti-vaccine messaging and you're not buying in, and frankly, all of us have a duty and responsibility to be promoting it in our lives to the extent we mm -hmm. can. If you're not doing that, then it's going to take longer. Like I thought it was really important. He's like, it has nothing to do with the time. It has to get down and down and down and down. And the only way to do that is vaccines and masking in the, in the meantime. Mm -hmm. It's I made this analogy before. It's like working out. You get fit, you work out to get fit, and then you have to keep working out to remain fit. You can't just stop. Yes. It's it's so I I mean I I'm just gonna do whatever I have to do. I want to get the I want to get that fucking shot so bad. Right. And then I will wear a mask, like if right. I have to. Like, wouldn't I just... it be the worst thing if we like got it so low and then people just were like fuck the masks and it came back and it just kept coming back for uh -huh. like in in spurts and like tens of thousands of deaths like every six mm -hmm. months or something let's just smash it i mean i yeah. don't know any answer i don't know in new york city we have disproportionate mass compliance like i think i saw like sammy posted because that she went somewhere and uh nobody was wearing masks indoors which mm -hmm. is just unconscionable to me and that's i mean the the leader of the i think it's the national institute of health said that the anti-mask situation has absolutely resulted in the mass death yeah sure. totally I mean, I think there, like there, I, there needs to be a congressional inquiry into the response to totally. the COVID nineteen pandemic. I was looking, like, we're looking at tweets from like a year ago, like from today, mm -hmm. a year ago, or two, a few days from t a year ago, I think it was, and it was just considerably downplaying the threat of coronavirus. Oh, saying yeah. there's no, it's not even going to be here; it's going to be gone. We're going to be back by Easter. Um, churches are going to be filled. <laughs> You know, and we know that, remember, we we know that he was lying. And so yeah. I'm just like, how can there not be some sort of, there needs to, like, accountability for everything. And I'm sure that's coming, but, I'm, but you know, we have to get things under control. But I just get so fucking mad about it. Yeah, I feel the pandemic is just going to be a big part of our public consciousness and things that we talk about in society for yeah. long after, I mean, the rest I'm of our lives. I'm wondering what, like, I really, yeah, I'm just curious what, like, me the media landscape looks like after this. Like, mm -hmm. do 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 we just not ignore it? Like, I do. Is it just like a passing comment in the next few movies that come out that are supposed to take place, like, oh, after, yeah, like after the pandemic? Like, do we like, or you know, it's just like something we just like don't ignore. Like, I don't. I'm so curious to see what happens. I feel like so many, so many things will probably just use it as like a convenient transition for them. Like, can, yeah. I can imagine a lot of like writer's room just using it to like force a plot like or to kill off a character or something yeah um i also so they open up indoor dining in new york city too which just seems crazy um but I, the reason like i bring that up is because i'm saying i was i went to brunch and i went inside to go to the to the use the restroom and people are just like chilling Mm -hmm. Like I can't be that comfortable. Maybe no. they're all vaccinated and they have they know something that I don't know. But yeah. like 
I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> please yeah. go outside or wear a mask. I'll be maskless people inside. people inside. I'm so not used to it. Like it's, it's, it's so, I'm so not used to seeing people inside without a mask, even, you know, it still happens on TV. So I know. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and a of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. So for our next topic, we are going to talk about the Equality Act. So Congress is getting settled in and starting to reintroduce legislation that languished for basically a decade. Remember, we've had basically 10 years of split government where nothing really has gotten done in Congress. So the Equality Act most recently was reintroduced by Rep. David Cicilline of Rhode Island on Thursday. The bill would expand the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Fair Housing Act to include LGBTQ Americans, prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity for housing, education, and employment. But it also covers area like accessing credit and jury service and public accommodations. The Equality Act passed the House in May of 2019, but it was never taken up by the GOP-controlled Senate. So let's back up a bit because we did have a pretty big Supreme Court victory with regard to LGBTQ discrimination last year. SCOTUS declared last June that federal law prohibits workplace discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. But this ruling, it only barred discrimination in hiring, firing, and workplace treatment, not some of those other things we just talked about. Plus, it's just a ruling. It's not codified into law. A future ruling could overturn this. We have a very different court now. And in 29 states, Americans, they can still be evicted, be thrown out of a restaurant, or be denied loans because of their sexual orientation. It's legal in 27 states to deny people housing. 31 states basically allow discrimination in education, and 41 in jury service. 
So it's just a big patchwork of policies across states. Your rights depend on where you live. So if you want to move, you have to consider that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when you think about it, obviously not having this legislation at the federal level, it looks real bad on the national stage, doesn't it? As we try to demand other countries acknowledge human rights for gay people. Yeah. And I mean, I know that that's a big topic at the UN, you know, Biden recently spoke at the UN. I think I believe he brought it up. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that it's a bit important to him, but it's funny. I, I didn't know the thing about jury service. And honestly, I don't need to serve on a jury. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's... I was wondering about that too. Like, huh, what I does know. that mean? Um, but, you know, Biden and also Biden did an executive order right. recently, which expanded even more. But we know how like, you know, Supreme Court, you know, the, the, a changing court could change the rule. Um, a new president could change the executive order. That's why it's like so super important, you know, because then it would be like law. It's there, right. Um, and also just, I think it's really important to think about, you know, the amount of just like uh, prejudice too. I think we see like, even with the past of marriage equality, you could see that public opinion on the issue changes exponentially you know, in favor. And even like already eight out of 10 Americans, I believe it is, believe that Congress, this should be a law. Um, And it's really just these, you know, mostly evangelical Christians who are a big voting base of the Republican Party that they're trying to appease to. That's a lot of like, which is the, you know, frustrating that that's all it is. Like get disproportionate say, I mean, I think I mentioned this on every podcast, even if it vaguely comes up, which is just that, the way we elect people and the representation is so fucked because you have, you know, a minority of Republicans like who represents such a small amount. I think that during impeachment, the Republicans that chose to acquit represent like, like 20% of Americans or something like a very, very small proportion. And that's looking like what will happen here. I mean, Brian said eight out of 10 Americans support this. And this bill is going to need 60 votes to pass the Senate with the filibuster. And that's really hard. That's six out of 10 senators. So arguments against the Equality Act, as you said, are that it lacks religious liberty protections. Senator Mitt Romney, for instance, signaled that he won't support it in its current form and that it needs amendments that address religious liberty. I was thinking to myself, and they might, they're going to vote on this this week. So they need to overcome the filibuster and Do you think this would be a good issue for Democrats to say, you know what, you've given us no choice. We have to get rights for people and we're going to use the filibuster this way. Like, do you think history would remember that fondly? Do you think that's a good I mean, this would be to politicize it slightly. Yes, I think history would definitely remember it much better. Think about this. 2015 is only when marriage equality became legal in this country. That was what, six, not even almost not even six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And we think about that now and it sounds fucking crazy. Like it like and I I think future generations will even agree even more how crazy Mm -hmm. it sounds. Um, And, you know, they use religious liberty whenever they just want to discriminate against people like they would use it against like women when they didn't want them to vote Mm -hmm. or do have any rights. They use it against like black people it's it's just yeah. it's, it's a sorry excuse and it's also kind of fucked up to use your religion as an excuse to take away rights from people just like in the right it's just... big grand scheme of it 
of God. <laughs> right. It's like when you think of it like COVID, it's like you have to follow if you want your business to open, you have to follow COVID regulations, whether you believe in COVID or not, or whether you care uh-huh. that people die or not. You still like that's just fucking life in a society. Like, yeah, you have to have these laws do not get in your way. They do not keep you from from your liberty. Yeah, like you have like like you have to wash your hands before you serve people food. Mm-hmm. Like you may not want to do it, but that's the law and you have to do it. And I you know, transgender people are just so so discriminated against in this country, especially you know, trans people of color and it's like they are committing suicide at extremely high rates. They are, you know, violently attacked at like extremely high rates compared to other minorities and groups so it's just like anything that can change public opinion mm-hmm. is so important and these people need safe spaces and i mean i'm just like a i mean i i just got engaged as we talked about last mm-hmm. week and i think it was like shocking to me because you know until i was what like 23 mm-hmm. the the idea of getting married was not like you know totally yeah. there in my in my in my life and i remember like like having to tell people and like, it felt weird. Like I was like, I'm not, yeah. it wasn't, it, it felt like coming out all over again to a certain extent. And it was like anxiety inducing and just like anything like, and that's just me on a white man yeah. from New York city feeling weird. You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine like, so anything that just makes people feel more comfortable in their society, like it's just so, so important, you know? Yeah, and it's right. If we don't have this legislation it it lets people with that attitude it dignifies it and lets them think well like well there's no law against it so like why wouldn't i and the clip that we played at the beginning it's marsha p johnson and uh she says she's like i'm not gonna get a a job until this country stops starts like stops discriminating against gay people and she meant that Mm -hmm. as a joke but like marsha p johnson couldn't get a job in 1973 Mm -mm. who was gonna Mm -mm. hire her people can't trans people have a very difficult time getting jobs now trans people who start living as their authentic self while they have a job can be fired mostly. Like nobody's enforcing this. There's such a patchwork. God fucking forbid you're trans and you have a good job, but you want to move to another state. And then you have a new supervisor who's homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, so it's 27 states. It's able to deny people housing. Imagine you are already living in a house and they find out that you are gay and they want to kick you out. Like they, could be legally culpable for to do it and allowed to do it. I don't know it, what but, religion says that that's allowed. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, I also think like, I would love for it to pass and then someone to try something like that. And then for like a queer person to then sue the shit out of them and get a, a huge, yeah. <laughs> a huge settlement. <laughs> I mean, every cycle, there are also more and more queer people in Congress, which I think makes a huge difference, not just for representation yeah. overall, but it's like, you're going to look at your colleague whose like husband, you know, or whose yeah. partner, you know, and whose Pete children, Buttigieg. you know. Yeah. And you're going like, to love him. for Mitt Romney to run into Pete Buttigieg in the hallway and have to tell him, yeah, I don't really think that you and your husband should get rights in every state because religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unacceptable. Crazy. So as we said, the bill will need 60 votes to pass the Senate. Looks like, I mean, I don't think Democrats should tolerate any religious liberty. <laughs> accommodations Mm -mm. like i'm sure there are some that might be really extreme um that probably exist already but i can't personally think of any i don't know what i don't even know what it means what does that mean though like you that like what would what would the liberty be i guess it's like if right like you if you are a landlord and you hate gay people and you 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 don't have to 
let them in because you're an evangelical Christian, but it's like, you're even your, your religion is not your identity. Like you're a landlord that has nothing to do with what you believe. Yeah. So self-explanatory. It just, it leaves leaves LGBTQ people in this country are still second-class citizens. Like, and that's a reality Mm -hmm. until this is addressed. So I'm eager to see if this could be a filibuster fight, if this is something that the Democrats would use to, uh, I mean, I think, as you said, gay rights, especially is something we look back on even six years and we're like, oh my God, that was unacceptable Mm -hmm. that we let that happen. So I think with the seeing, seeing how popular this issue is, it's one of the most popular issues in the country. I think that could be a a good filibuster fight. So we will see. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. This is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SupPod at Betches.com. 